Welcome to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. First Seed Fantasy Podcast. We're here to help you claim the first seed in all your leagues. Welcome in to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. We are First Seed Sports. <laughs> I am your host, Kyle Krajewski, joined by my two good friends, Zach Cole and Dante Bott. Fellas, Yo. how are you today? Good, good. All right, man. Yourself, man. Love to hear it. Welcome welcome to week four, or at least week four preparation. Uh, week three is in the books. Uh, kind of a weird week. Uh, I Not a ton of fantasy points, but a lot of studs and plenty of duds. But either way, we're here to help you kind of win your upcoming week uh, and your weeks moving forward. So let's get into it. Uh, we're going to kick today off with a kind of a are they washed or is it a slow start to the season? Uh, just kind of run through a few guys who are not playing very well in comparison to their previous years and just kind of chat about if we're going to expect this continued slow play or if we can kind of expect a good uptick in production. But kicking us off with uh, Dante's favorite quarterback, Russell Wilson. He is straight up struggling. He had 19.8 fantasy points week one, but that was kind of it. Since then, he's had 13 and nine and currently sits as the quarterback 25 on the season, which is kind of yucky if I'm putting it straight. Uh, He's got two touchdowns on the season, and it's not an exciting player to be rostering in fantasy this year uh and quite honestly if i were rostering him i'd be very comfortable dropping him but that's just me uh i'm not expecting a huge uptick this offense has plenty of weapons and they are just kind of not performing for russ or russ is not performing for them but i i'm not excited with the prospect of russell wilson moving forward dante this is your guy i'm leaning on you what what are your thoughts so I lost a bet. I lost a bet, and I have to refer to this man as Bumboy Russ for this week. I would <laughs> like to point out, though, what, what's that? What's that headline? What does that headline say right there? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson game leads game-winning. Oh, okay, okay. So he's not he's not performing <laughs> bad in terms of like real life football, but fantasy-wise, he is underperforming, and I can contribute that to his play, of course. It's also the receivers not catching passes. I watched the game. I, I watched the whole game, and that was torture in itself. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they were just dropping passes. The offensive coordinator was not uh, creating plays for the receivers uh, to get open. Uh, it, and it's his, third, it's his third week. I mean, I know we live in a world where we want immediate production and we were expecting him to have Pat Mahomes level, or at least I was. Uh, yeah, I'll die on that hill. I was expecting that level of uh, production from him. But, um, yeah, I, it's it's the third week. He isn't performing. They aren't performing bad as a team. Like, they're they're trudging out the wins. It's not pretty, but they're getting the wins. And, uh, you know, we just got we just, we just to ride. I got to ride with him, you know. Let's ride. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still rusting. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I have to call him Bumboy Russ this week because he didn't perform. What did he have? Yeah, nine points. That's that's awful. And thirteen before that isn't a lot better. But yeah, I just 
it's 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 a tough day. It's a tough day, but we can bounce back. It's still early, and uh, he's got a good matchup against the Rams. That should be a shootout, uh, hopefully. So, uh, he's all, he's got a good schedule, like going up in general. Like, look at that, in, Indy, and then the Chargers right after that, and then the Jets, and then the Jacks. This is it. This this is this is where it starts right here. This is where it starts. So, if he's That's on your, if he's on the waiver wire, pick him up. Just have him on the bench, and let, let's wait. Like these next two games will be the test for him. I, th- I think uh, we'll, we'll see what he's really made of after that. I think the thing is that this coaching staff isn't exciting, uh, and we've seen we saw week one that primetime game them completely lose a game on just some really poor clock management, and that's uh, Russ may have the talent, but this coaching staff may not know how to use it, or Russ just does not exciting anymore but i don't know maybe i can expect 10 to 15 points every week for from russ but i that's not who i want as my starting quarterback he's got to utilize like if you look this the game winning drive that he had against san fran that was that one drive uh he was rushing the ball he he got he was able to drive down because the defense wasn't focused on him because he doesn't rush anymore and that's where he gets his really big plays going if he uh you know, he does that little spin, that trademark spin around outside of the pocket and then finds someone deep. That's that's usually how he gets, you know, the bulk of his play is going. So if he can f- somehow find a way to utilize uh, his legs a little bit more. I mean, he's 33. He's not 63, so it shouldn't be that hard. Um, who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe we can find some uh, production down there. Hopefully. Zach, I'll spare you any Russell Wilson thoughts unless you had any. <laughs> Uh, just just real quick, I think I think the level of competition has been really low, too. I think that Seattle came out and surprised the Broncos in week one, and then they've played uh, Houston and San Francisco, who both really don't have their identity yet. So I don't think that they've really needed to unlock Ross to his full potential. Um, I think, like Dante mentioned, I, I think Dante accidentally said the Rams. They play the Raiders this upcoming week, uh, which could be a shootout. Um, same with Indy next week, and even looking ahead to the Chargers. So I if I think if we're going to really tell whether he's done or not or whether he's washed or not is going to come in these next three weeks because he's going to have to really kind of – I think they, they're going to have to lean on him more than they have had to in the first three weeks. That's also a good point, that this competition is actually starting to ramp up and they'll actually have to start playing some good games, similar mm-hmm. to week one against the really bad Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> All right, next guy on our list. Another oldie, but kind of goodie, Mr. Tom Brady, who for fantasy purposes has been very, very meh. But I personally am chalking this up to not having his weapons. We saw this past week, his number one receiver was, I think, was it Scotty Miller? Who uh, It was somebody who shouldn't be the number one wide receiver for Tom Brady. When he has, or it was Russell Gage, that's who it was. When he has Julio Jones, Mike Evans was suspended, Chris Godwin suffering a hamstring injury, and all of these guys just are not at full health or full participation. And because of that, Brady's performance is struggling, and it's it's showing. So I, Brady is somebody. If you can afford it, I would kind of keep on your bench because that the blow up. It's going to happen. He's going to have his huge weeks like he he usually does, as history tells. 
but it's going to take a little bit until he's got at least two solid receivers back and healthy and fully operational. Uh, I'm right there with you, Kyle. I think, um, I think once we see the offense back in full, full swing, I think that's when we're really going to be able to tell again, um, kind of similar to Russ, like getting the competition up to the level. I think when Brady gets his weapons back and he gets his offense in check, I think that's when we're really going to be able to see it. And he hasn't, uh, again, he hasn't really necessarily needed to turn on, on, you know, Brady mode yet. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm, I, I hate to, you know, the whole point is to say whether he's washed or not, but I, I hate to say it. I I think the jury's still out. Actually, I I don't. I I think he's still got it, man. The way watching the games, he's it's not like his level of play is diminished. He's still putting the ball in the right spots. No one's just catching it because he's got you know us out there pretty much. You know, <laughs> um, he's a prime buy low candidate for me. Um, if you could, you know, trade like a couple bench players, maybe get you know if you can get them. Um, he, he's, I think when his weapons do come back, we're going to see Tom Brady, uh, right back to normal. I think we'll even see production uptick, uh, this week, uh, now that Mike Evans is coming back. So, uh, when he, when he gets the full roster, uh, I will be, this, this will be, you know, just a faded memory. Or if maybe you say you're, uh, in a dynasty league, maybe trade him for like Rex Burkhead and a third round pick. That's a terrible <laughs> trade. It should be vetoed everywhere. Thank you. Yeah, I've got I've got to look into that. That's uh, the jury's still out on on that uh, as commission. The jury doesn't even have to go out. That 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 <laughs> that should be vetoed immediately. But that's just me. Listen, man, both parties agreed. Yeah, they're grown men. They can make the decisions. You know, that's how I feel, Dante. But I've got to, I've got to look at their ch- their text history, their their sleeper app chat history, and see if there's any collusion going on because it's a little bit out <laughs> All right, next next man up, another oldie but goodie. Uh, a little bit of a throw in here, Aaron Rodgers. He's been, I mean, he's had two twenty points, twenty point games these past two weeks, and that's kind of why I almost ex- excluded him from this list because he's playing pretty well. Uh, it's just kind of that three point seven game week one that really worries me. So. Uh, I we don't have to spend too much time on him. Uh, if you have Aaron Rodgers and you're at all worried, I think it's a slow start. He's figuring out which guys he's feeling comfortable throwing to. Uh, at least that's how I see it. And it's going to wind up being Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs and Lazard kind of leading this offense and, and a good bit of Tunyon. But he's finally figuring out who those guys were because three weeks ago it was uh, anybody's guess at who he was going to really love and enjoy throwing to but so we'll skip we'll skip some deep chatter about rogers he's fine don't stress and kyle aaron Rodgers has said it best in the past relax Relax. isn't isn't that his quote he's gonna be fine Uh, same thing happened last year they got absolutely throttled in week one by i think that was new orleans um, he bounces back every season. Uh, and like you said, he's finding his receivers, figuring out who he's got to throw to, and he's going to be okay. Not worried. Did you, yeah. say, did you say relax before or after the ayahuasca trip? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually during it. <laughs> he, was, he was trying to spell Devontae Adams' name, and that's all he came yeah. up with. <laughs> they said they, they got the D part. That's why they got Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> 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 he's tripping balls he thinks Dobbs is Devontae Adams <laughs> hey uh, as someone that has him in Dynasty hey 
I'll take that. <laughs> More trips. I'll, I'll get. I'll supply them. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Dante's Dante's willingly saying he'll he'll supply Aaron Rodgers. I will say also but, before I move on, don't sleep on Christian Watson too. I think they're going to try and incorporate him a little bit more in the offense. He's already. I mean, it's the first, it was the first game, but you know that that play is still kind of it holds weight to me. The fact that they kind of tried to utilize him as a deep option, uh, first play of the game, first play of the season, um, and he just dropped it. So we could see sort of like a Chris Olave kind of. I mean, he's not producing like Chris Olave right now, but it could be an uptick down the line. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't drop him. I would have him on my bench. But I wouldn't drop him if, if you have a Christian Watson. Yeah, he's a fantastic stash. So next man up hasn't had a ton of time to really perform, but he did week one. But ever since, it's kind of been this nagging knee injury that Julio Jones has been suffering. Uh, he is he had a fantastic week one, five targets. That huge deep ta- deep catch was incredible. But, I mean, he hasn't been playing since. So I I guess the real question is, is this injury just going to kind of keep him sidelined for more of this year than it should? Is he kind of done? Dante, this was your recommendation. What uh, what are your thoughts on Julio? Because my personal thoughts are I'm, I'm stashing him. I'm hanging on to him for a little bit longer until I see a little bit more of him on the field. But it's it's yeah. tricky, though. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I share the same sentiment. I think that he is going to be really someone that has impact, like down the line. Like if when he when he plays, he's going to have some sort of impact. But I mean, in terms of fantasy outlook, like in the playoffs, when you hit that stage, can we can we see what uh, who they're playing? Can you scroll down. Yeah, Cincinnati, San Fran, Arizona. Those are those are the playoff weeks. So yeah, those are those are good. Those are good weeks that I would have him. You know, if he does play, if he's healthy, and um, you know, maybe you fade wide receivers and you pick them up late. He's someone that uh, you could potentially have uh, mm-hmm. some sort of upside with during that playoff seat, during that playoff stretch. But I mean, he's not someone that you were drafting to start and, and to have in your starting lineup to begin with. I mean, he wasn't even being drafted earlier. <laughs> Look, when we were doing mocks and stuff. So if you were, if you were at a game, you were getting them, you know, with your second to last or last pick. So we're not expecting like elite upside anymore from this guy. But um, yeah. yeah, when he's when he's when he's on the field, he's someone that if you need if you have a maybe your wide receiver has a bye week, he's someone that you know I would feel comfortable putting in if you uh, if you needed to. Beautifully put, Dante. Uh, the next, I'll say three guys. There are three guys that kind of all loop, all loop together. Um, and that is DJ Moore, Robert Woods, and Darnell Mooney. And they are three players that are just, they are not performing at all. And I think that one with the highest ceiling here is DJ Moore. He's shown it before. He can be a stud. It's just about getting that, that production or the targets at least. And he's getting none of that with Baker at quarterback. And there is zero inclination that that's going to change. So I more is unfortunately going to be a bench moving forward for me. Uh, I'm not expecting anything big and it's really upsetting. Uh, Mooney and woods. I would honestly consider dropping 
uh, Mooney especially, the Bears do not – they don't throw. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I think the big joke is that Darnell Mooney has like a 30% target share and it's like eight <laughs> targets, <laughs> which is r- really bad. So I, I drop Darnell. That team's not going to throw. Feel free to let somebody else pick him up. If he has a huge late season, you at least saved yourself a – a, a roster spot for these upcoming weeks, but I don't, I don't see that offense making any sudden or huge changes that really shift into his favor. Uh, and Woods is just kind of showing his age, falling backwards in this wide receiver in this wide receiver room. But do you guys have any any thoughts on uh on more Woods or Mooney? Yeah, I'll I'll just speak to more to start with. Um, it's as a Panthers fan, it's kind of amazing to. <laughs> that they, they have even been able to win a game or stay in games because there's not really anything that I see happening particularly well on the field. They don't really run the ball well. They don't really throw the ball well. I would say that maybe the one highlight of the offense is, nah, I don't have anything. I don't think that there's highlights of the offense. <laughs> um, coming into the season, people were really high on DJ Moore because all he was missing was the touchdowns. He's a huge PPR guy. Um, and, and in the past, he's always been able to kind of prop up his stat line based on on his yards per game and his receptions per game. But we're seeing he's just not you can see there he's getting six targets a game, which just isn't enough to, you know, to sustain a wide receiver one type workload. Kyle, if you click back to 2021 there. You know, you can see last year he was getting double digit targets per game, and that was yielding him. I mean, look at those first couple weeks there, 15, 21, 20, 31. He had a clunker with eight, but then 10, 13. I mean, he was like Mr. Reliable last year. Um, but we're just not seeing that this year with Baker Mayfield, unfortunately. And I don't know that we will. Um, he's definitely not a drop candidate for me because the talent is is too rich to yeah. drop. I think you need to I stash agree. him, especially if you're going to stash someone like a Julio Jones or something like that. You'd need to stash DJ Moore. So yep. I Again, I think Kyle, I'm with you. I I don't necessarily know that I'm ready to bench him, bench him yet, but he's definitely moved his way down into my flex spot, and I found other receivers that I like better at this point. What's the temperature regarding uh, Baker Mayfield? Is he still? Are are there any? Is he going to be the starting quarterback even with Darnold? Yeah, I would say so. He um, just he's he's. I mean, they lost to Cleveland on a field goal that shouldn't have even happened. They lost to um. They lost to the Giants on a last-second field goal, and then they beat the uh, the the Saints this past week. So, like they, as ridiculous as it sounds, there's a world where the Panthers are are three and zero heading into Week Four. You know, if a couple field goals go the opposite way, so I don't think he's doing a bad job, but it's just not pretty necessarily. Yeah, as a as a team quarterback, he's doing just fine. He's just not a Lamar Jackson or mm-hmm. Josh Allen. He he's doing okay, uh, and there's there. I've heard zero inclination that Darnold's going to take the spot. It's just this is Mayfield's team. It's just he's not throwing it to the guys that we we as fantasy players want him to be thrown to. Right. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate, but it's yeah. I think frustrating is the right word. Um, you can't be upset with what Baker's doing as a quarterback and Matt rule. I'm sure is thrilled with it, but um, for DJ Morris sake, it's not, not a good time. <laughs> no, I would say like Baker does have a injury history. So it, if anything were to happen to him, 
I think mm-hmm. we would see the level of production that we got last year. If if Darnold is uh if it's bef- after Darnold is uh, healthy and back, so that's I will that's say, one reason I would probably I wouldn't drop him. I, I mean, obviously you're not going to drop him. You just you, you spend a valuable pick on him, but it's 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 one thing like I, I, if you're getting you're getting that elite uh, upside if for whatever reason uh, Baker were not to be the quarterback. As sad as it's to say. I was just gonna add. I I don't even I don't even think that he's necessarily a drop candidate for me. I I almost think he's even more of a buy low candidate for me. If you have like a Ramondre Stevenson or a um a, a maybe a Kenneth Walker or like a low end running back that someone would be willing to take a flyer on and you could flip for DJ Moore at this point, I I would go ahead and do that because if he if he regulates out, he's a beautiful wide receiver too. Or even a one if your team is lacking. So um, I, I, you know, that might be my advice is to try to flip him because Baker's got to realize how good he is at some point. Yeah. So, all right. So what I'm hearing is DJ Moore is going to have a fantastic rest of season. Uh, <laughs> no, but hope. honestly, he. We really hope uh, him. Him and McCaffrey could really use a few more targets, Baker. That's so all, all we're asking, but Dante, I actually prefer McCaffrey's. Uh, I prefer the way they're using McCaffrey right now because at least we know he's not going to be the the chances of him getting hurt are limited based on the production. He's not doing like he's still giving you like RB one uh, type numbers. It's not like super you know RB one like twenty twenty five points per game stuff that you know I'm sure you're probably mm-hmm. expecting, but you know especially with the way the landscape is looking right now with the with running backs in general like i'm happy with uh, McCaffrey's production as far at least in the season yeah that is it's true so booms and busts next segment fellas our booms and our busts guys that we are expecting boom weeks and some bust weeks so we're not really we're not necessarily saying start and sit these guys. We're basically saying these guys are c- kind of players that we like a lot and love a, or and like a little bit less. Uh where some of our booms are guys you are definitely starting and our some of our busts are guys that maybe you have to be starting but have no really other option but just kind of expect a not great week. Is kind of how I would put that. But mm-hmm. I'll kick us off here with our booms. My boom of the week is my good man, my good friend, Chris Olave. And we've seen it. He's got a lovely, a lovely London game, uh, which we all know brings the best out of players. But he plays Minnesota. He had a fantastic week last week, 13 targets in back-to-back weeks. And man, oh man, is it sweet to have him on our ro- my rosters. Because he... He's going to blow up more than this 23 point game and it's it's coming. He's going to have that this like 35 point game is on its way and I can't I can't picture a better week than against Minnesota across the across the globe in London a lovely morning for us 9:30 a.m. game. Uh I'm excited. So give me some give me some Olave. The 13 targets in back-to-back weeks is just what exhilarates me. Uh, I think I am not only that's not even mentioning Michael Thomas is probably going to miss the week because he is consistently on the injury report 
And Jarvis Landry is just sitting right next to him on the, the injured list. So Alave could see himself as the primary and number one receiver in this offense as soon as Sunday. And uh, I'm excited. So give me give me a great Alave week. Love it. Great pick. Zach, yeah. on to you. All right. Um, so for my boom of the week, I'm actually going to take two guys here. And I'm more so just kind of taking an offense than I am necessarily taking a player. But I'm taking Romeo Dobbs and Alan Lazard, uh, the two Green Bay Packers wide receivers. I I think that in uh, this past week, we kind of saw some normalcy coming back to the Packers offense uh, where we saw you could see there we saw Romeo Dobbs have eight targets and he caught all eight for 73 yards and a touchdown. And on the other hand, if you could flip the Lazard's base, Kyle. Lazard also racked up six targets and he was able to find the end zone as well. So I, I think that that's really good news for Aaron Rodgers, And I think that that's good news for this Packers offense. Realistically, I could say that my booms of the week are going to be Rodgers and Lazard and Dobbs and even Jones and Dylan, because I think that this is just going to open up the Packers offense more and more and more. Um, Romeo Dobbs really tends to utilize the middle of the field and Alan Lazard, as you can see, there, six, five. Um, so he's a jump ball, kind of stretch the perimeter type of guy. And I think that they're just going to provide Aaron Rodgers with a lot of options. We were kind of wondering who who the those guys were going to be in this offense. And it looks like it's going to be Dobbs and Lazard. So they are my booms of the week because I I think moving forward, they're going to be extremely consistent in putting up, you know, between 10 and 20 points every single week. So very happy about that. Dante, who you got? For me, it's going to be Alvin Kamara going against uh, Minnesota, another Saints player. Um, I'll tell you what, if 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 Chris Olave gets those deep threat uh, balls, uh, it's going to just bode well for uh, Kamara getting that six touchdown performance again at the goal line. Tell Love him. it. Because the it. last time, the last time he played uh, Minnesota, he had six touchdowns during Christmas in 2020. So. Uh, Minnesota in general just has a weak defense against the run. Uh, week one, the Packers rushed for uh, 15 uh, rushes for 94 yards and a touchdown. Week two, the Eagles ran 23 times for 106 yards. And then week three against uh, Detroit, they ran uh, 33 times for 131 yards and two touchdowns. So the uh, the track record is there in terms of uh, Minnesota's uh, lack of uh, defensive quality. For, for running backs, against running backs. And uh, I think we're going to see – the only reason I have him as a boom, obviously you're starting him no matter what. But if you look at his uh, previous production so far, seven points in uh, both games is atrocious for where you got him. So I do think we'll see almost – I'm expecting to see double what he's projected, which is 15 points. Um Again, uh, hopefully we get like a combination of Olave getting those deep catches and then uh, through the goal line work, uh, Kamara is able to pull through. And uh, we just we just uh, <laughs> if we get six touchdowns again, I mean, come on. I mean, we're not oh, expecting that. That'd be beautiful. We're not we're not expecting that. Let's be realistic. <laughs> but if I can even get three. Oh, my God. Are you kidding yeah. me? Like, that's perfect. That's perfect. Then maybe he's a trade. He's a trade. Uh, he's a sell high uh, candidate. All I'm hearing, all I'm hearing is take the over on Saints total points. Mm. Correct, correct. Beautiful. Love, love that because I'm all in. Uh, As I move to my bust of the week, 
good friend, Terry McLaurin. He's doing all right. He's got three three games so far, double digits, and he's got eight and nine targets the past two weeks. And he's playing well. The only thing that's kind of detrimental to him is his quarterback. Uh, Carson Wentz kind of showed his true self this past week uh, in that this offensive line, uh, he what was he sacked like six times? Uh, it was a lot. It was a little bit too much. And I think Dallas is the Dallas is a defense that could definitely kind of put a beating to him again uh, in back to back weeks uh, with their pass rush. But I think that Dallas can get to Wentz just enough for him to not be able to target McLaurin as much as he has been these past two weeks. Uh, and on the season, McLaurin is being targeted less than uh, our other good friend, Curtis Samuel, who I love and adore. But Samuel, I think, is becoming the priority of this offense. And it's weird to say because I think, how old is Samuel? Uh, I want to say he's about 28. Oh, wow. Oh, 26. 26. I would have thought he was older, but I guess that's just because Curtis missed a year and that was weird. Uh, but I, I think Samuel's becoming more of a, more of a focal point on this offense. And because of that, Terry is slow. I mean, I say slowly, but as the weeks go on, his targets go up. But I think I, either way, I'm not expecting a huge week out of Terry this week. I think that. Dallas uh, Dallas defense kind of really, really tames went to what he was limited to last week and kind of lessens the targets that uh, McLaurin can can snag and not Dude, expecting Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons alone makes me just yes. like, nah, I'm good. Yep. <laughs> I'm good. Yep. I'm good on that whole offense right now. I, I, he, could, he could potentially have like the four sack kind of day yeah uh, that's exactly what i'm not. expecting yeah rough rough week i'm looking ahead at mclaurin and zach who is who's your bust of the week all right i will hop in here my bust of the week is going to be the tight end for the san francisco 49ers mr george kittle uh he finally played his first game of the season last week and you can see he had 91 yards there and this is a risky pick, uh, in my opinion, especially now that Jimmy G is back at quarterback. However, they play the Los Angeles Rams this week, who have been extremely, extremely stout against tight ends specifically. Um, in week one, remember when we were scratching our heads about Dawson Knox having 1.5 points because he was held to one reception? That was against the Rams. In week two, we started worrying about Kyle Pitts. Is he for real? Is he gone? What's the deal? He had three, three points. That was against the Rams. Um, this past week, he held Zach Ertz, or they held Zach Ertz in check all game, again against the Rams. So I, I think that the Rams just have a particularly solid defense across the middle, where tight ends typically do most of their work. So I, that's particularly the main reason that I'm fading George Kittle. I also think that it takes him a little while to get going in this offense. Um, and like I said, with Jimmy Garoppolo just stepping in last week for his first official start. This week being number two, I think he's still kind of shaking off the rust a little bit. And that's why we haven't seen Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk or even Kittle to their full effect yet. So um, Kittle is going to be my bust for this week. Yeah, he's going to have a rough few weeks is my is my expectation. All right. And for me, I am going. Uh, we already alluded to Chicago's offense. 
And this is this is mainly if you're in a super flex because I don't think you're starting him in a regular. Uh, I would hope one not. quarterback like, <laughs> but Justin Fields, Justin Fields, Chicago Bears quarterback. Um, if you look at his stats, he hasn't had over 10 completions this season in a game. Like, what is that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> less than less than 20 attempts in like so far in any game. Uh, he has no wide receivers. Uh, Byron Pringle just got hurt uh, last game. I don't know what the status on him is. Uh, Montgomery is hurt. Um, Big Khalil Herbert. If you're gonna go any type of person on this offense, uh, he's he's a buy. He's a he was a waiver pickup. If you got him in waivers, you're lucky. Um, and he's going against the Giants, which they have an underrated defense. I was really impressed by uh, Thibodeau uh, last week, our uh, our first round pick, and I think he's going to improve. And the running defense overall is is underrated for that team. So, yeah, I'm just he's borderline droppable for me. Like if you if he has another like performance, like if he doesn't even get you over ten points as a quarterback, like yeah, you, you just got to drop him and. Uh, you know, maybe pick up someone like a Trevor Lawrence that's that's on waivers still, or uh, someone with yep. at least a little upside that can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. He fumbled too a lot. Like, what is that? Yeah, like, this uh, this Chicago offense is really gross, except for the running game, which <laughs> continues to impress me. Uh, for some reason, they just want to run the ball. Uh, and continue to lose games, but more more power to them. Uh, they'll figure they'll figure something out. Hopefully, I really hope for Fields and Moonies and Comet and for this team's sake that they throw the ball. But I don't I don't think this I don't think this team is going to. Dude, I was ta- I was joking about the Bucks having us out there playing wide receiver. Like I don't I'm not when it comes to the Bears. Like. I'm actually like it might be like you know like Zach's high school football team out there going 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 crazy you know I, I don't know it is know. They, they leave us on Friday nights and head out to Chicago to play yeah. Bears on Sundays yeah. honestly I wouldn't be surprised at this point although I do like St. Brown Equinemius say that five times fast but yeah that's I do like I got him in the in the dynasty league hopefully maybe he kind of does something I'm not expecting anything but you know if if he can rub that some of that mojo uh off his brother or maybe his dad makes him <laughs> do like 20 extra curls or something maybe we can maybe see something <laughs> Mr. <laughs> universe Mr. Universe Mr. Brown uh <laughs> All right guys do you guys have any random start sits? Just boom bust. Anybody else you want to toss into the flame? Uh, I'll just mention real quick. I, I'm I didn't think he was particularly a, a boom, but I really love the path that Cortland Sutton's projecting on. He's been 15, 16, 17 points um, in all three games, and regardless of Russ's pr- uh, production, it seems like he's a pretty steady, steady thing in this offense. Um, I have him in a couple leagues, and he's really kind of been a a nice rock of my offense where I'm not getting too high, not getting too low off of him. So, um, shout out Cortland Sutton. Shout out Cortland Sutton. I'll read it. Who's throwing that. the ball, Zach? Bum boy Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of rock this week, man. What, what can I say? <laughs> Dante's going to sit down on Sunday to watch a Broncos game with a danger witch in his hand. 
<laughs> Dude, I, I don't think you could pay me to watch a Broncos game after last week, man. That was That's awful. Spicy. Unless, unless, unless you know the punters. If I had, if I have, oh, if you've punters, got money on the punts, yeah, you're in. Yeah, yeah. Well, just the Broncos. I mean, I don't know if we can get that same uh, reliability from the from the Forty ers Who do they play this week? Are the Broncos, the Raiders, right? Yes, yes, the Raiders, I believe. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what the Raiders punters got. He's got. He's got to bring his A game for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be featured on on good old Punt Zone. That's for sure. No. Uh, <laughs> all right, fellas. Another week in the books. Uh, and week four coming on up, and we're a month. We're a month in already. That's crazy. Not yet. We will be Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, you're right. We're oh man, a month into the season, almost a quarter of a, of the way through the NFL regular season, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. But we're amped up that it's just happening, that it's here, that fantasy football and the NFL and football on Sundays and fall is upon us. And that just means we're winning fantasy weeks and that's what we're here to help you do. Uh, Before we head out, I can't, I can't leave without mentioning uh, hop on the underdog, uh, do a, do a weekly draft. You can draft a new team any given week, win some money, hop into some contests. You'll probably find Zach and I in a few random contests uh, Mm -hmm. because we are constantly doing it, but yeah, Weekly contest and it's just drafts. Like you can draft a team any given week. So it's like Kyle, really it's, like it's the perfect situation if your if your asshole league mates won't trade you, say Jalen Waddle or or uh, uh, what's Amon Ross St. Brown. You can go out and you can draft them one and two, and and you can have them for a week. So it's a I love it. It's a great format. Yeah, it's fantastic. So give it a shot, and if you are giving it a shot, uh, if you use our promo code First Seed. You will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. So that mm-hmm. just means if you deposit $100, use our code, you get an extra $100 coming your way. And you've got double the money to play with and uh, double the money to win. And it's exciting. We love it. I love it. It's just it's just great to have different teams to root for any given week, uh, especially if you're sitting in the 0-3 club or if you're <laughs> at like, one and two, but have the lowest points for, and you don't give up yet, but it's definitely a good alternative to be like, all right, at least this team will give me a little bit of joy. Uh, you get a little bit of extra, extra oomph into your week. So give Absolutely. it a shot, draft a weekly team and enjoy it. Have some fun with it. So that is it from first seed for today, for this week. Uh, fellas, hopefully we all win this week. I don't think I play either of you in any of our contests, any of our leagues. Uh, Kyle, you and I play in Dynasty. 3-0 and versus 3-0, and baby. Of course we do. And you're going down. It's a big Saquon week, so <laughs> no be careful. <laughs> be careful out there. Uh, if you're interested in following or subscribing, please do. You can find us at First Seed Fantasy on Instagram and First Seed Sports on Twitter. Uh, our Insta or Twitter handles will be kind of in the description or on the screen if you're watching on YouTube and follow, like, subscribe, uh, find our website at firstseedsports.com and see our weekly rankings uh, and see how much better my ranks are compared to these fine gentlemen. So (laughs) without further ado, 
gentlemen, it was a fantastic week. Uh, I look forward to talking to you next week and good luck to you all. And hopefully we all win except for Zach and dynasty this week. <laughs> Always good talking fellas. Always sure. have a, have a great week, everybody. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the first Z fantasy podcast till next time. Till next time.